Uh, the word this week is oh that word sucks. I'm generating it. It was prevalence. The word this week is take. It's easier to rhyme with take. Uh, oh, take like um, take. Take. T-A-K-E. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of rhymes with that. Like uh... I'll just start us off. Then. Okay. All right. Take me, but. Don't break me, take me and bake me in a cake, please. Take me and forsake me, Dad. Or don't. Take me and make me your son. Make me your fun guy, son. Please take and break me. Years ago, I saw that movie Taken. Do we all remember the first time we saw Liam Neeson shoot that lady in the leg? We were all like, oh my god, he just shot that lady in the leg. Nobody saw it coming but Liam Neeson. Take in is just, take, it's take but with an E-N at, <laughs> nope, just an N at the end. And it's a case of the giggles. giggles. Uh, welcome, folks, to A Case of the Giggles, a comedy crime podcast where we talk about uh, the comedy in the crime world. I'm Luke Jackson. I am your dirty, dirty water bottle. Uh, and I'm Dagan Mans. I'm the orange slice that you threw away at soccer practice. <laughs> Man, those were the. I was always bugged when those were the snacks that I got at soccer practices. The orange slices. Yeah, my dad was I the. Never was liked, the yeah. I never liked. My, my dad was the was the guy who always brought slices. the uh, the orange slices to practice. And, you know, he'd say, like, you got to eat your orange slices because it's healthy. And truthfully, you look back, yeah, for sure, an orange slice is better than a fruit roll-up. But you right. tell that, try telling that to a kid who who doesn't want to eat a fruit slice. Wants Again. nothing but the fruit roll-up. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fathers, just I want to <laughs> – I was calling my, my sweet daddy this week, and he was listening to the podcast, and he said, I, I noticed that you mentioned that I don't love you or support you. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> And I said, oh, we were joking. And he said, and I said, I didn't even bring it up. Dagan brought it up and I used yes and improv. So I just had to roll with it. But I told him I'd clear it up this week. Uh, my dad does love and support me. He's a great man. Thank you, dad. All right. Okay. But now tell your actual opinion on your. <laughs> oh, Dagan. So last night I've been, I've been since Puchinski, I haven't been able to get the idea of just finding really, really bad it's really, really, really good. terrible it's movies really and good. tv about in the crime world and so um last night i decided the segment's gonna be called uh prime time crime time because it's like prime time movies and television <laughs> <laughs> pretty good huh funny guy <laughs> smart guy clever guy use so the words last Last night I was I was searching I was scouring Netflix. I got into some pretty interest. There's a lot of interesting foreign films on Netflix that I there's a there's a really deep dark Spanish and it seems like Bollywood side of Netflix that I didn't know existed. But I couldn't find anything that I wanted to watch until I until I stumbled across something on Amazon Prime entitled The Miami Connection. And um, oh, I like that name. Yeah, and it's this fun. was the uh, this was the tagline. It's it's multinational martial arts rock band Dragon Sound. Again, multinational <laughs> martial arts rock band Dragon Sound embark on a wreck wave of crime crushing justice 
clamping down on Florida's narcotic trade. So, I, I did the only thing I knew how to do. I drew a bath and I and I turned on the film, <laughs> Miami Connection. Uh, <laughs> and Dagan, the next hour and twenty six minutes of my life changed the rest of my life until the end of time, and I embarked <laughs> on the greatest cinematic journey I've ever experienced in my entire life. The Miami Connection, Dagan, is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It has nothing to do. <laughs> with clamping down on the Florida narcotics trade. And I'm going to talk about a few things that happened in this movie. But really, you just need to go watch it. It's it's like an hour and a half. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free. I think it's even on IMDb, IMDb TV. So if you, if you... Which you can watch it with ads for free. But everyone needs to go watch this movie as soon as they can. Do you have any thoughts so far before I jump in further? Well, my first thought, my first thought is, I what I what I what keeps rattling around in my brain is dragon sound. Is that dragon sound? Now, is that the band name or is that the particular genre of music that they produce? Like, is it some guy going no. into a mic and being like, <laughs> "I'm a dragon," and then this is my golden dragon. You know, is that is that it? I no, they are a rock and roll band. They are a rock and roll funk synth band, and they call themselves Dragon Sound. And, and they all know karate. The, they actually, it's Taekwondo. They don't Ooh. know karate, and in fact, I think they hate karate. Uh, we'll get to this a little bit later, because the movie opens. It opens and it. Literally, the tagline is "Somewhere in Florida." They couldn't. They didn't pick a place. Love it just that. says "Somewhere in love, Florida." Love Throughout that. the entire film, we don't know where in Florida is, but it's somewhere in Florida. <laughs> they couldn't get the and... rights to say a name of Florida. <laughs> no, they didn't. Somewhere in Florida. Maybe it might even been somewhere in Miami. I think it is somewhere in Miami. Anyways, so this movie starts off with ninjas stealing from gangsters, and they steal their cocaine. Okay, that's how the movie starts. Then we cut to a scene of bikers. And so far, um, you're just describing oh, what, I I, f- what I think is a documentary of of Florida. Because I mean, I mean, we haven't touched on it yet, but the the amount of ninja gang violence is it's just an epidemic down there, right up right up there with it's COVID. absolutely insane. And I'm so grateful that this film, which came out in 2012, finally highlighted finally highlighted the, the Miami ninja. <laughs> and so we cut to so we they steal this cocaine and there is some gruesome deaths, some gruesome yeah. katana wielding yeah, there is. gangster killing mm. fights. And it is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it cuts to them driving down the road on bikes and this song by the Lloyd Richards band comes over and we hear Escape from Miami and this is how the song opens. Okay. Bikers by day, ninjas <laughs> by night. <laughs> Swift and fit, not afraid to fight. Wait. Steal your cocaine along with your life. Strike with no mercy into the night. (laughs) That's how it opens. And Dagan, the great thing about these songs is that the Lloyd Richards band, they knew that they had a real winner. Yeah. And they repeat... 
that part of the song at least three or four more times throughout the song. <laughs> they wrote. They only wrote like maybe seventeen lyrics, and they knew that it was spot on. And so, listen, we hear guys, bikers by day. Listen, guys. Oh, it's so uh, good. We we we've written. I know we've written the first verse, but I can honestly say we're not gonna do any better <laughs> than this verse. So they just did Mr. Brightside by the Killers. They just they were like. We nailed it on the first go. Why are we trying to act like we didn't? (laughs) Yeah. And dang it, that's just the beginning. We're not even four minutes into the movie, and this is what we're dealing with. But then we leave these cocaine-stealing ninjas, and we don't see them again. (laughs) Until the last 15 minutes of the movie. They're gone. Because guess where we go next, Degan? We go to a rock and roll nightclub in Miami. Of course. You go to a rock and roll nightclub. What kind of music do you do you want to hear at the rock and roll nightclub? Uh, I want to see a a kid on stage playing the harmonica. Well, then you will be disappointed because you'll never guess what song we got. We got Dragon Squad again, and they're this group of misfits. And I'll tell you this now: there's going to be some minor spoilers, but I won't spoil everything. Okay, thank you. This group of misfits, which we later find are all orphans, which I'll talk about that scene later because it's the greatest scene I've ever seen in my life. But they're standing on stage and this song comes over the loudspeakers. Imagine, Dig, and you're at a rock and roll okay. club. Oh my God, I've just, I've just smoked so many Claritins. That's what yeah. Clubs, you yeah, smoke Yeah, that's Claritin. right. And you hear, friends through eternity, loyalty, honesty. We will stay together through thick and thin. Friends forever, yeah. We'll be together. We're wow. on top because we play to win. Oh my god, that's, that's good writing. The, again, that is the song. And they repeat that four or five times. And take it. The best thing about this movie okay. is that, again, they know that they have this winner of a song. Naturally. With, it's called Friends by Twin <laughs> Dragon Squad. And we hear it here. Dragon sound, sorry. And we hear it here. And then later, about 20 minutes later in the film, they play the damn thing yes. again. Yes, yes. And it's, and it's not just a clip. They play the entire damn song again on a scene where the gang goes to the beach. <laughs> and, oh, Dagan, I can't talk enough about this movie. This beach scene... God. Is one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in my life. All, every scene is a winner. Every scene's a win. This beach scene, this beach scene starts with them catcalling, yeah, to to beautiful women. Nice. And I'm gonna nice, play bro. for you just a few seconds of the audio, and I want you okay. to listen to this. Okay. All because right. it is unbelievable. Listen up. <laughs> he goes, make it with a rock star. Hey baby, <laughs> it's 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 easy to miss. I'll play it again. It's right, coming okay. up here. Listen okay. close. Make it with the rock star. Hey baby. baby, the enthusiasm in his voice. And then there's this line coming up here. What? He said, they don't make buns like that down at the bakery. Oh. 
Again, I'll play it again. It's it's easy to miss. Mm. Mm. <laughs> they don't make puns like those down at I'll the. I'll tell bakery. you what, man. If I was walking by a construction site, and I mean, I'm a you know, I'm a heterosexual guy, but if uh, if a construction dude said those words to me, I don't know, man. I don't know if you. I don't know if you could withhold market. yourself. Did the girl instantly turn around in the clip and and then go, oh, d oh no. no. Let me tell you what happens later. The the guy who is shouting those things. Yeah. He falls into a group of sunbathing women, yeah. and he just gets his ass whooped <laughs> by these sunbathing women. And they say, get out of here, you creep. And they're just giving him the business. Yeah, they are. That's, oh, that's that guy's dream. Dang it, I don't... Again, literally, it has nothing to do with crime. It really turns into this movie where it's another band trying to fight this band. I love... And so they... I love this. They beat the absolute hell out of this band a few times, and... <laughs> I just want to highlight a couple of the because again the, the real the real winner in this movie right. is the music right naturally the real crime the, the real crime highlight. here is that this movie isn't more popular it's it's the fact that this didn't win best picture in 2012 is an absolute the crime fact that that didn't win best picture in 2020 is a is a is a crime. The fact that it didn't continually win best picture over and over I mean you know I think honestly Dagan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm never gonna watch a movie again and not think about the Miami Connection. <laughs> I think we should do it so that whoever wins Best Picture then competes with the next year's potential <laughs> Best Pictures, and it's just like a continual. Well, we've got a new Best Picture, folks, and it for the eighth year in a row, it's Miami Connection. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing we can do about it, and there is that. I don't like. I don't know why there were movies made after this movie. There's no point. <laughs> there's no point in making anything. And take it, there's two songs that one is called Taekwondo Family, nice. which is what leads me to believe that they hate ninjas because ninjas we know are are often using the the martial art form of karate. Yes, karate. From what I understand. Mm -hmm. And this song we have our we have our excellent verse, which starts with. Um, we must conquer the evil of the ninjas. They are notoriously evil. Stop destruction yep. that we see. In our lives, we fight for justice. Mm -hmm. We are Taekwondo family. Oh, oh, yeah. Now, please tell me that those are the only lyrics in the song. Um, those are the ones that are repeated throughout the song Good. five or six times, okay. but there are a couple other lyrics. Okay, so I don't care Take about the other ones. I don't care about the other lyrics. I care about... You don't need I to. I care about direct line. Taekwondo family. You know what the big worst part about Sweet Caroline is? Every part that isn't Sweet Caroline. Except you know, you ever been to you ever been to a football game and they're playing it at at, at the Stampeders games and they're playing it over the speakerphones and goes, nah, Yeah. But then when it gets to Sweet Caroline, it hits. Yeah, you know, here's it what I think it should it. here's what I think Sweet Caroline should be. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline, Caroline. That'll actually engage me in the crowd. And then it, yeah. And then, sweet, and then it you know. Oh, every Canadian. So good. Shout it from the hilltops. That's. I know we've been talking about this movie. I, there's one more part that I got to tell okay. you. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll, and then we can move on. Did you sense that I was like, all right, next time. All I, right, here we go. Back again. <laughs> I'm sorry that. 
I could talk about this movie all day. It's just right. you got to hear these last okay, lyrics. Okay, let's go. Let's go. And because I saved the best for last, because this song they played back to back twice in a row. They play this song twice, immediately back to back, and it's to show it's the bad ninjas going to a biker bar. And the song is called Tough Guy. And there's there's really just one line. It just it just talks about being tough. And there's just one line that I want to tell you, Degan, and it's nice. the night is filled with knives, aim really high. Everyone tries to be a tough guy. <laughs> Anyways, this weekend, prime time, crime time. It's the Miami Connection, and it's. I I'm I don't know. I just I, it's never gonna. I'm never gonna see anything ever that's gonna. Check it out for free on IMDb TV, or if you got Amazon Prime, apparently it's there as well. Hey Luke, you got to do it. Hey buddy, you know what should be a crime? Ba 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 ba. Oh, I love that. You know what should be? A, hey Luke, you know what should be a crime? Tell me, buddy. Okay, th- that girl who audibly told me not to wear green pants as I walked past her last month. Hey, yes. what the fuck? I got. I gotta <laughs> say that was pretty rude. Uh, that was a pretty rude. Of that you. was incredibly rude. I did not appreciate that at all. I was on the no, way. I hated that. I was on the way to a lovely evening filled with sex, and she ruined it. And might I say that you looked fantastic. Thank you. You looked you. so good that day. Thank you. If I remember correctly, you were wearing, weren't you wearing your tan leather jacket as well? I was, yes. Was a, yes, that is the exact... I love you that you actually knew the day. so good. Thank you. Thank you. You looked so good. And Thank tell you. us what happened. So, right, I'm wearing my tan leather jacket. I'm wearing my green pants. I'm wearing my white and red uh, double color? What is that? D- double... What is the... Two-toned. Two-toned shirt. And I'm just feeling good. I'm also wearing a hat because it's raining. I feel You're also like, looking good. I feel like Indiana fucking Jones. Like I, I'm just, I'm just feeling really good about this look. So I scooter my way over to the train station, and I'm walking across the street to pick up some wine. And as I'm walking across, there are three women walking towards me. One woman is pushing a stroller with a baby, and then the two women next to her are talking. The woman closest to me as I'm walking past, I see her see me. And I'm thinking to myself, you're liking what you see. (laughs) And she walks by me. And then as she, right as like the cusp of, of out of my peripheral vision, right as she's in that space, I just hear her go, those green pants do not go with that, sir. And... I wasn't proud of my reaction, but my reaction was, I turned back and I, I said, thank you. And then I kept walking. <laughs> Did they respond to the thank you at all? Nope. So in my mind, I won. I won that altercation. You won. Yeah. Also, but that should be illegal. You shouldn't. If you ever see anybody wearing anything on the street ever, never say anything to them about they don't look good. Never yeah, do that. Never do that. Have the you know you, you know what you can do. You know what's perfectly fine. Making sure you're out of earshot and then talking shit. And you then know what's talking. even better than that. What? Saying nothing. Saying nothing because that's incredibly rude. Sure. 
However, there are some things that you just have to comment on. Like if I walked if I walked by someone wearing zebra pants, I would say, "Did you see those zebra pants? That was awesome." Yeah, and you know what? Say that to the guy's face. You see a man wearing zebra That's true. pants, I yeah. say, "Wow, pal, look at those. You're looking good today. I love those pants." Love those pants, Buster. That'd be nice. That'd be Nay, nice. Hey, that- what sound does a zebra make? <laughs> Zebra, that I'm sorry. You just thought a zebra was a horse. Thing, right? No, zebras make that, that like horses. No, 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 no. Nope, they can't support the human body weight, so therefore I don't like them. But they make a different noise, and it's more like it's more like it's more like that. So make if you see a man wearing zebra pants, that's the appropriate noise to make to let him know that he's looking good. And he'll go, he'll go. Thank you. And he'll do the same <laughs> the same exact reaction. Oh, I'm so bugged that that happened. That's so incredibly rude. If, it's okay. If, uh, it's okay. Pissing me off. Can I'm I tell really you that's something that I always thought of that should be illegal? What should be illegal? It's kind of similar. Uh, loose groups of teenagers. <laughs> I think they should be <laughs> disbanded by law. I think they should not be allowed to congregate unless they're in a designated teenager zone because there is nothing more terrifying than passing a group of loose teenagers. <laughs> the other really? day I was God. walking my dog and there was like some high school football game and if they yep. were by the high school that's on me for walking by the high school yep buddy they were several hundred feet away from the high oh, school that's... congregating and I'm a pretty confident guy I am yeah. confident in who I am yeah and I'm I think I'm I, I can you know banter with someone who says something to me yeah but the second I walked past those teenagers I clammed up and I didn't know where to look I didn't know what to do with my hands I yep. just was yep. so afraid because yep. they were gonna cut me down. <laughs> this is a real thing. This like I I completely empathize with this because there'll be time like there'll be times I'll be walking by myself. I will I I feel more comfortable walking alone at three a.m. in the middle of a city yep. than I do in broad daylight walking next to like three people aged fifteen. I, yeah, there's 100%. no, there is no worse feel because you know those people. We've all, we've, all, we all know those people, and we're just out of high, and like, well, I guess you're not just about. You're old, you know. You're pretty. I'm old. You're a geriatric. I'm weathered. Man. Yeah, you're a weathered man. <laughs> but I mean, not like, 22 years old. Yeah, I'm still, but I'm like, my life's over. Yeah, it's pretty much done, man. I, I, I didn't want to bring it up, but buddy, <laughs> you're done, so. But like, being just, just like, a, a, like multiple years out of high school. You still remember the mentality of that, yeah. you know. You still it's it's still too close to home. So and I absolutely and I was I was also a part of those groups of teenagers that would walk down the street. Did we didn't we weren't nice? We no 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 we were awful terrible. So everybody recognizes that they were terrible at that age. So they see teenagers and they're like you're terrible. I want to lock you up in prison for being you. Yeah, yeah. And there's something about the shame. That they feel just being in your presence, mm. you know, like it is yeah. so clear when you walk with like a fifteen-year-old yep. that they don't want to be in your presence because you are old nope. and you are not worthy of being in their presence. And it's just that feeling that you're just like, I know you hate me, I know you hate <laughs> me with every fiber of your being. And but so I, I got oh, news I for you, buddy. I'm you. Five <laughs> years from now, you're gonna be me, jackass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I I dread the day when I have my own children, 
And they are teenagers. Oh wow! And they want to go to the mall that's a soundbite. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna soundbite that. I dread the day for when I have my own children. <laughs> hey, you can show you can show that to my children because I will dread the day when they are 15 and I say, "Hey, do you want to go to the mall? Do you want to go catch a film?" And they say, "No, Dad, you're not cool enough." No, Dad, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to church. All right. Hey, hey, son, you want to go smoke weed with me in the garage? No, Dad. <laughs> It's time to read the Bible, and I will be ashamed. Hey, 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 kid, what are you doing? You going to school, nerd? <laughs> Freaking virgin. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay here and play <laughs> video games all day and bang your mom. <laughs> yeah, have fun, have Dad, fun you're learning. you're so embarrassing. Why don't you invite your friends over, little Johnny? Embarrass, <laughs> embarrass them to see me? Dad, it's just my, it's my, it's my youth group. <laughs> What, what about me? Is it because I scored some sweet Mexican blow that you don't want to bring your friends over? We could each have a snap. Hey, guess what, son? I can throw the football like 40 yards now. Do you, do you, do you want to bring your friends over so we can play? No, Dad. I have to get a job now. <laughs> We're three months behind on rent, and you're not paying a penny. And so when my kids, you know what I mean, if if they ever get mm-hmm. down on me for being a deadbeat, oof. Oh, you're... the shame I will feel. <laughs> uh that's 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 what I've got for today's uh uh things that I think should be a crime. Uh good. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I only did one, so rephrase your uh Yeah, I mean, I was hoping for vernacular, two or three, but you did okay. Uh Should we check in on a uh, Florida man? We didn't do that last week. Oh, I forgot to feed him, man. I definitely forgot to feed him. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, let's let's. I'm gonna type in Florida man hungry, and we'll see what he <laughs> see what he got up to this week. I'm gonna type in Florida man teen. <laughs> this is a fresh one. I love this headline. It's a video. So, but. It's a Florida man punches hungry honker in Chick Fil A line. <laughs> and there's a video, which I'll. <laughs> oh, I, I I hope there's a video of the punch, and there's not a video of the punch. Why post the news video? Who wants to watch the news? Um, the informed. Oh. <laughs> And tell me about your headline and go. <laughs> uh, I, when I searched up Florida man... Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes. Oh. Yeah, I imagine. Oh, boy. Because I've got a pretty good headline for you here, buddy. <laughs> it's really it's really the adjective that makes the difference, huh? Unfortunately, Luke, when I when I looked up Florida man teen, the only headlines were very sad and spoke to the systemic racism in in uh, the United States. Uh, but when I searched up Florida man juicy, I did get a pretty good story. And here we go, bud. Ready for this? Florida man mistress creamy juicy busted for giving massages without <laughs> license. No way. Appears that uh I didn't know that was illegal. 
apparently I've been every time I've massaged uh, massaged someone, it's I'm committing a crime. So every every time you've massaged someone against their will, yeah, it's, yeah, and they're like they're like, please get off do. me, please let me go. I want to see my family. What are you, what doing, are you doing in my, in my house? house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're mm-hmm. getting a massage. <laughs> Un- ungrateful. <laughs> you need these leathery hands on your skin. <laughs> I don't have that. I I mean, I haven't had lotion for the past little bit, so my hands have. Because, but I also haven't been working out. Dry. I've been working out since leathery. I've been in quarantine. So I they're they are pretty dry and leathery. I won't lie. They're rough. Tell me, tell me about the juicy Florida man. I don't want to talk about your okay. hands. Okay. Your gross leathery claws. Let's talk about folks. Stegan's hands look like they're <laughs> looks like they're saran wrapped. <laughs> Essentially, they look like a saran wrapped baseball glove. Imagine a baseball glove that's been saran wrapped, and that's how Dagan's hands feel. Tell me about your juicy Florida man. So I want you to, the whole time that you were saying that I'm looking at this headshot of of creamy mist of oh of mist, holy mist creamy juicy, and if he's got man you know he's got some hands that are just baseball gloves, but like they chose like him and like he's a drag artist, and creamy mistress mistress creamy juice <laughs> mistress creamy juicy apologies is his drag handle. <laughs> but like they definitely what if it was just mistress creamy juice <laughs> i kind of like that way more hey i'm mistress creamy, creamy juice. juice coming in oh that would be my drag name <laughs> <laughs> this juice sure is creamy what would your drag name be if you could if you could be a drag if you, could, um, if, you could be a, if you if you were like drag queen is, oh. drag queening is my passion i'm gonna do it i gotta pick out a name yeah what is it uh, all I can think of is creamy juice. Um, my my drag name would be, I like mistress. I'd be mistress, mistress, uh, luscious, luscious milky. <laughs> That's awful. I love it. That's so gross. That sucks so bad. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> okay, it's not no, but luscious I like milky. it though. Luscious milky. I mean, it's. It's it's gonna draw the eye, and that's it that's sure part is. of the importance of the name. You know what I'd go with? I would go what? with. I appreciate you asking me. I would go with. <laughs> um, it's got to be relevant to like personality, but also the character. Um, yeah. Um, Big Bojangles Dangles. That's it. That's so good. That's so good, buddy. You hit it. You got it in one, buddy. You're batting 100. That was it. Bojangles Dangles? It's big Bojangles Dangles. You'd have to be a clown, though, I think. No, no, no. My whole bit... Bojangles is a clown name. Right, but the whole the, the whole bit would be that... I'd be, be like, what's dangling, Bojangling? And then I would have a have That's a so set good. of very elongated testicles that I would that I would hang <laughs> into like my stockings. So like they're always there. Yep. So then I go I go. Yep. My fucking nuts are, and then they're like, oh, Bojangles dangles, and then I'd have my own TV show. That's that's really good. I would be I would be a milkman. <laughs> 
And since since I'm in drag, I would for sure it would be very lactation based. I think. Oh, I think luscious milky. Yeah. yeah, and I'd use. Here's the kicker, though, is I wouldn't use fresh milk. I'd use like expired milk. So it's so oh, stinky. God, it's so stinky. And people know me for my stench. And and Bojangles, big Bojangles, Dangle says, "Oh, luscious milky. What's you're you're sure stinky?" And that's it. That's the whole gag. Is that I just smell like sour milk? People in the audience are like, ah, "There's, so- oh my god, oh, oh my god, he's, is that, is that? It's expired milk. He's been he's been squirting expired milk into the audience for the past forty five minutes. Oh my, <laughs> and it's gonna be in a real stingy drag bar, I think, and so like the floors aren't cleaned. You ever had an experience with bad milk before? You know what's funny? I the other night I remembered a time when uh I had in the, in the evening I had had some spicy chicken. So I took a swig of my milk. The following morning I poured out some cereal, then I poured out the milk and it came out chunky. And then I realized Ugh. That didn't expire within the last eight hours, so you had drinking drank in some, some expired, expired milk. milk. Yeah. How about you, bud? You ever had expired milk? Uh, it's a blast. Uh, I know for sure I have like you know you, you smell the milk and it's real sour. Mm, yeah, then that, that delicious. But I've uh, there's nothing. I'm I'm always pretty careful because there's nothing grosser in my mind than pouring chunky milk on your cereal. That would make me vomit instantly. <laughs> Do you vomit easily? Milk shouldn't. I I think it's kind of yeah. easily, not like incredibly easily. I vomit. I do think I. You know what I'm. You know what it is. I think vomiting is really funny. Yes. I really like the comedic effect that comes from throwing yeah. up, and so I think that's why I go to it so quickly because I think it's really funny if something happens and you and somebody <laughs> gags, especially if it's in an inappropriate scenario. Like, could you imagine if you, if I could throw up on Will before I got married? Of course, I do it all the time talking to girls. I think that'd be the funniest thing in the world if you go talk to a, a, a pretty woman and she says hi to you, and you up over yourself like a like a bad little baby. I think that has a lot of comedic value. I think I really, I really like that. I also think I I, really, I enjoy the uncomfortableness that comes with puking. So I like I like the idea yeah. of like someone pukes during a speech, but the speech can't end, but also the person giving the speech isn't the one who vomited. So like picture this, right? Yeah. Like you're at a you're at a funeral and someone is giving the mm-hmm. eulogy. And then like a couple rows down and back, you just hear <laughs> and and the eulogy is like they notice it. But also, it's the eulogy, so they can't stop. And everyone, everyone surrounding the person vomiting has to focus on it. But everyone else is like, "Amazing grace." <laughs> I'm just trying to honor my dead brother. <laughs> We're just trying to remember him. And there's a puke fest. One time, I was living on a small little island called Saint mm. Lucia, and my life was pretty it's wild. Pretty interesting. I was in a, I was in a bus. And it was just like the the we went on this long drive through the country, and it was really windy, and I get motion sickness really oh, easily. Oh, good to know. And so I had to throw up. I was in the back of this bus, 
<laughs> and it was a full bus, Dagan. Not a seat. And it wasn't like a school bus. It's not right. like a city bus. The buses in St. Lucia are just kind of like they're big vans. Right. And so you're you're in mm. benches of yep. people. And so there's someone to my right, to my left, in front of me and behind me. I opened my backpack. I was going to throw up. I removed the contents quite discreetly and I vomited into my bag and zipped it up. And nobody noticed. Except for one very kind woman in front of me who offered me a piece of oh, gum. Oh, that's very... Okay, but I, Luke, I hate to break the break the glass curtain here, uh, but everybody Everybody knew. knew. <laughs> everybody knew. And they were all too embarrassed to say anything. <laughs> you threw up in yeah. your bag. Where else was I going to throw up? You can't get the bus to obviously, stop. Obviously, that was your only option. I'm just saying, you still vomited in a in your bag on a bus. And you know what the real kicker is? There was somebody that was in St. Lucia. Another, I was a missionary. Another missionary, and I sold... He, he bought the bag from me for $70. <laughs> I sold him the vomit bag for $70. Take it. He got my vomit-soaked bag for $70. <laughs> Well, you're real. I washed it out. I even said, I said, pal, I vomited in that okay. bag. And he said, I still want it to remember you. By. <laughs> He's like, you said, you said it's 60 bucks. Oh, by the way, I vomited in it. I will give you $70 for this bag. <laughs> I'll give you $70 for it, $90 for it unwashed. <laughs> Is it still in there? I will, I will, I will pay you any amount. No, I will pay you any amount you give me to vomit in this bag right now for me. Name a price, price and I, if you vomit in this bag, I will pay you the money. You know what sucks though? It sucks that that is somebody's fetish. Not, that I don't fetish shame, but I just feel like that would be unfortunate to realize one day that that's what your fetish is. You're like, well, now this is the only, this is the only way that I'm gonna have a good time is if I get vomited on. It really, you know. I'm not one to yeah, kink Yeah, I'm shape. not one to kink shape, but there's, it's, you know what it is? It limits your scope. It is, it, it <laughs> limits, it limits a, really who you can be with. Uh, cause that, cause like, not, here's the, here's right, here's right. Scope of humanity, right? There's a certain amount of people that have sex. There's a certain amount of people that have fetishes. That's even, a, that's a smaller number, right? There's. Right, a smaller number that have extremer fetishes like that, and mm-hmm. there's in that small margin, there's an even smaller amount that actually act on it. So yeah, you are you you yeah. are fishing in the ocean with a single lure <laughs> and poor bait. Yeah, sexuality really is a spectrum, huh? It's really interesting. Yeah. What's your uh, what's what's your uh, what's your fetish? Oh, vomit! I <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was obvious. Uh, Degan, do you have a crime, or are, are we ready to get serious? I think I think I'm hard. Therefore, it's time to get serious. <laughs> crime time. Um, I found a a doozy for our, our big mystery this week, and I'm I'm excited about it. I. It's really, it's really quite interesting, and I'm going to take you way back, Dag, into 1971. Good year. You know, you know what happened in 1971? My nope. I was going to say my parents Joe, turned Joe, two years old, but that's you know that's. Joe Biden hit a home run on Wrigley Field against the Seattle Mariners. 
don't fact check that it happened um <laughs> 1971 dan cooper was a passenger on northwest flight airlines 305 from portland to seattle a 30 minute flight okay okay he was described by passengers and flight attendants as a man in his mid-40s yeah. wearing a dark suit black tie with a mother of pearl tie clip and a neatly white pressed collared shirt okay he took his seat he was described as a polite man he asked for a bourbon and soda, which he paid in cash. This is where it gets crazy. Okay. Shortly after takeoff, a, he handed a note to a 23-year-old flight attendant okay. who ignored it, assuming it that it was just the man's phone number. I got a burp coming. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. At least I'm honest about it. Better out than in, I always say. That's a hey. reference to Shrek. Shrek! Shrek! I'm a donkey! <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, so she ignores this note from Dan. Dan says, Miss, you better look at that note. I have a bomb. Oh, fuck. Yeah. On the note, yeah, on the note were demands. He demanded for $200,000 in negotiable American currency, which in the 70s would be worth $1 million today. Oh, boy. Okay, he asked for four parachutes and a fuel truck standing by in Seattle to refuel the plane on arrival. So the flight attendant brings these demands to the captain. The airline's president authorized full cooperation with this man. Oh, boy. The other passengers had no idea. Oh, boy. They la- they, the plane landed at, 8, 5, at 5.39 p.m. in Seattle. Dan stayed on board... All the other passengers left. They refueled the plane. And uh, they flew off. The plane took off again. And when it landed in Reno, Cooper was gone. He was never seen or heard from again. No parachute was found. And the ransom money was never used. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 1980, a young boy on vacation with it. This is the last little bit. In 1980, a young boy on vacation with his family in Oregon found several packets of the ransom money. What? But nothing was ever found of Cooper. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Okay. 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 I think you've got it. Yep. (laughs) All right. What do you think, pal? Okay. First mystery. What does DB stand for? Don't answer. I know. Okay. Dick Butt. Okay. For, I knew right? it. That's what I was going to say. Thank you. Right. So his name is Dick Butt Cooper, but he goes by DB Cooper. Great name. Because he got bullied to well, hell. Well, he actually goes by Dan Cooper. Okay. Sure, he did. Uh, so DB Cooper. <laughs> sure, he did, boss. Yeah. Right. So. D.B. Cooper hops onto this plane, says that he has a bomb. He has no bomb. He's no bomb in No sight. bomb. There's no way. This is the 70s, right? This is the era of Vietnam and disco. What do those two things mm. have in common? Good radio. Good radio. Good morning, Vietnam. And also radio. That was a that was a deep pull. I that was great. Thank you. That was fantastic. So DB Cooper's on the plane. DB Cooper 
fuels up in Seattle. You know why? And and that it's all coming. Hold on, it's all coming. It's all going to be there, yeah. right? Gets his money, but he's not after the money, Luke. This this man is all about the chase. You remember how we were talking about fetishes? This yep. is DB Cooper's ultimate fetish. He finally That's got right. to live out. Like that. He got to live out the one. He had one fetish. His fetish was hijacking a plane, stealing money. Living in infamy as D.B. Cooper rather than Dick Butt Cooper. <laughs> and living out his days not in... Where did you say he landed? So he jumped out of the plane. Right. But they were on their way. The flight, I believe, let me find, was going towards Mexico. Mexico. What's between Mexico and Seattle? I don't know. Well, I can tell. A lot. A lot. A lot. There's a lot, a lot of. That's a big the, stretch. The entire United States, essentially. You know, it's you know, it's in the entire United States. Seattle. He never was on the plane when it left from Seattle to Mexico. Stop. He completed his mission. He got he, off the plane. He, he got off the plane. He completed his mission. He knew that he did it, and the satisfaction was knowing that he could get away with it. So he stayed in San, in, yeah. in Seattle for the rest of his life. And he probably, D.B. Cooper, that's when he went by Dan Cooper. Because the legend of Dick Butt Cooper died in the skies. So I, I, love so that. I guess my, my theory is uh, he's just a guy tra- trying to change his legacy. And aren't we... So what did he do with, what did he do with the money? He just disappeared. It was, he never, just about, didn't use it was never about the damn money. Okay. This is about, I like this that. Is about, this so is about, just, this is about more, and more important things than, than money. It's about legacy. It's about yeah. honor. And, D, and yeah. Dick Butt Kingus, well, is it, his real name is Kingus. <laughs> Dick Butt Kingus it has the ultimate legacy. Mystery. Take Mystery. That, take that to the bank. So here's what I think happened. Um, I'd like to take this moment to thank our, our sponsor, Greg Sestero. And I'd like to take this opportunity to call out his partner Tommy Wiseau for the crime of stealing this money. What do we know about Tommy Wiseau? Not much. (laughs) He dresses in suits. Oh, that's true. He wears nice suits. He does. No one really knew where he was from. He had an inexplicable amount of money. (laughs) My theory is there was a young man named Dan Cooper who had dreams of grandeur, who had dreams of making making it big, making it big in Hollywood. But you know what he didn't have? The funds. The funds. <laughs> and there's only one way to get funds in this great country of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. There's only one. There's only one way. Not hard work. Pshaw. <laughs> threatening <laughs> threatening an airline with a bomb. <laughs> Works every time. It's got an incredible success ratio. <laughs> um, so that, I think that I, I think that's it. That's my entire theory is that it was Tommy Wiseau who <laughs> stole the money <laughs> and, and used it to fund the film The Room. Because he's a man of mystery, that, as was Dan. Cooper. That makes sense because Dan Cooper had a nicely pressed white shirt. 
I wonder if Dan Cooper had a funny accent. Hello, it's me, Dan Cooper. I mean, compare because com- Tommy Wiseau has a really interesting accent. I guess he was in his mid forties, and how old? Nobody really knows how old. So, Greg, Greg Sestero, um, you've been hiding, you've been hiding it, a secret for far too long, my man. It's time to come out. Dick, it's also time to give us mo- give give, g- give me money, it's, Greg it's, Sestero. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone could please hashtag give. Luke and Dagan, money, Greg Sestero. That would be great if you're true fans. Uh, if you're true fans, you'll do it. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau is DB Cooper. That's a really... That's, that's, I really like that, man. I really like that. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I, I don't know if I could take 100% credit. I feel like I read this case and it looked really familiar. And I feel like I saw a similar theory on Reddit one time. That so, that Tommy Wiseau is Tommy Wiseau's past is a very well kept secret, and it's it's yeah. far more maybe sinister than what would appear. Yeah. So, oh, oh. anyways, I'm right. It was Tommy. Yep. Um, and that's uh, that's another one in the books. Ugh. Shut it. Slam <laughs> Open it. And shut. Open and shut. Too bad Tommy can't read. Fuck it. <laughs> When is when is the FBI gonna hire us? We're waiting. I'm waiting. CSIS, that's the Canadian FBI. Get it? Get over here. Call me up. Seesaws. Seas- give me a call. Seesaws. Give me a call. Teeter, teeter boy. That's what I call Seesaws. <laughs> hey, teeter totters. Give us a hey, call. Te- hey, teeter. Hey, hey, teeter boy. <laughs> uh, folks, if you want to give us a follow on Twitter, we don't use it. <laughs> Case giggles. <laughs> we got about four tweets. I've been meaning to use it. I, I never do. If you have any suggestions for segments or anything you want to, any goofy crimes you want to share with us, you can send us an email at uh, caseofthegiggles at gmail.com. Uh, and folks, remember that crime is real. It's out there. It's watching you. It's watching me. And if you think that you can escape the Miami Ninja and go into the night filled with knives and not be caught by the Taekwondo family... Mm-hmm. You're a damn fool. And if you think you can just just walk by me on the street and 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 tell me my pants d- don't look good, you know what? What's the? Why are you doing that? Stop. Stop. Yeah, d- please don't do that. Don't. It's really it's mean. really mean to me, and it, I still think about it. Yeah. And if you think you're a juicy milk boy who can just give massages, you better think twice. And if you think hijacking a plane and changing your identity is as easy as Tommy Wiseau makes it out to be <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong it seems like it's pretty easy <laughs> for a case of the giggles I'm Dagan Mass. I'm Luke Jackson I'm Luke Jackson